Hey, hey. Welcome to the first ever Mick and Pat show. I'm Mick. And I'm Pat. And we are sitting here brainstorming and about to throw as much shit into the fan to see what sticks to the wall. Um, and uh, who knows? Maybe no one will ever hear this. Uh, maybe, unfortunately, our mothers will hear this. Hopefully they don't because they shouldn't be able to find us by these uh, pseudonyms we're using. Um, but we're going to we're gonna kind of spitball some things and uh, see what uh, both interests as we're throwing out suggestions here. Uh, I'll be honest, no hard feelings. If you just are brutally honest and say you hate all my suggestions, I'll <laughs> understand. Um, but yeah, so I think ideally we think that this kind of segment, this kind of show is going to be something around 40 minutes ish. Mm-hmm. Um, and making it weekly, I think we also have an idea of a shorter 20 minute format for being our, uh, brews and reviews. And perhaps that's the first thing we should spitball mm-hmm. is, you know, I've had this idea for a while. Where we drink beer. This episode sponsored by New Belgium. Uh, Mick, that's me. I'm trying out this Trapel Belgian style ale. I gotta say, I really enjoy it. I'm a big, uh, I'm a big European beer guy. And I'm over here. I've got the Voodoo Ranger Juice Force IPA. The uh, take a little, take a little uh, sip here. So you want to see how the thing about it? Yeah, a little sip. <sighs> It's beer. It's, it's good. beer. But the, uh, I think that, I like that. The Voodoo Ranger, I don't know if I'm smart enough to understand what the Voodoo Ranger is. Is that a, because there's like 40 Voodoo Rangers. Is this, is it a, what is, because New Belgium has this all is, these beers. This is, a, this is the cash grab on the hype of the new Top Gun movie. That's what this one is. Right. This one for sure, which. I'm a total sucker for these sorts of things. Um, but it's this Voodoo Ranger, because they used to have, the originally, they had, New Belgium had the Ranger, right? It was a double IPA. Was it? Maybe not a double. But This might be an age thing. Well, because I turned 21, and I really didn't drink much before I was 21. Sure. And yeah. when I... And if you I, did, you weren't drinking IBAs. You were right, drinking Bush. Right. So I don't know. I do know that I drank a Ranger when I was about 21, and it felt like a um, a triple or quintuple IPA, if that's even possible, because I, did, I didn't know about the IPA world. Mm. So it hit me so so much in the taste buds. So now I don't know. Was it also was. a dead guy on the front? The Ranger, no, the Ranger used to just be a World War uh, World War Two style helmet. No. Was the logo. And then they did this Voodoo Ranger. And the Voodoo, the original Voodoo Ranger had on, it was the skeleton, but it had that helmet. The I think it was World War Two era helmet. Oh, geez, I see why. That's, do you see what the percentage is on the side there? That's insane. I did not know it was that high. Nine point five. <laughs> My goodness. <laughs> that was a, that's a double IPA right there for <laughs> sure. It, so yeah, so <laughs> the, uh, yeah. So the the original Ranger, it was it was good, um, and then they all of a sudden came out the Voodoo Ranger. I don't think they have the Ranger anymore. Hmm. They just they started this whole like now Voodoo Ranger is like a character, like Ranger Rick. Well, I think what it is is that they killed the Ranger. 
and that's why they have the dead guy because mm. now it's the voodoo. He's brought back with voodoo for whenever they need a quick cash grab, and they're mm. only going to run the beer for one summer, right? Yep. And that's just what the the ranger is now. I see. That and I gotta sense. say, um, as much as I despise marketing that takes advantage of the things I love, it's great marketing. I freaking love this beer, mm-hmm. and uh, I am not a very hard IPA guy. Mm-hmm. I never caught the IPA bug, and I like to make fun of the people who are IPA snobs. Mm-hmm. This is good beer. Yeah, it it's got a juicy, citrusy flavor to it, and I'm a big enjoyer. Yep, yep, I like it. I think the uh, I be- might have become an IPA guy because of because you live in. F- Oh, yes. bleep that out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> bleep that <laughs> out. But the, I was going to say, you know, we could Because you, you live in Ann Arbor, Michigan? We can probably get some more information on the specific history of this, mm. the Ranger, from some connection that we probably have. Yeah. Due to no proximity. Guy. But the... Um, I think I might have started liking IPA just for the fact of that they... They worked faster. Oh, yes. You know, when I was in college, they worked yeah. faster than the other ones. That's why I like champagne. <laughs> <laughs> That's sort of, So I, champagne gives me headaches, I think. Of course. But here's why I don't It's know. a roller coaster. I you don't. rush up to the high real fast, and then you sober real fast. Well, I don't know if champagne gives me a headache or not, because I only drink it at weddings. Uh, and, and then you're dancing. Well... I've usually consumed too much, too much, not too much champagne necessarily, but too much multiple other kinds of mm. spirits and liquors. And oh, things. yeah, yeah, yeah. You're, you're not doing the beer before the clear kind of thing. No, I just, they, uh, whatever they hand me, I say, okay. Yeah, I'm with I'm, you. I'm a weak man. I and once, so, I once started mixing water with wine at a wedding so I could hydrate while continuing. I think it was my third glass. No, it was like my fifth glass of wine. And I remember my my wife, girlfriend at the time, thought I was an idiot. And I told her, no way, I'm going to be fine. Threw up in the bushes outside of that wedding. Uh, I think I made it like 11 cups of wine before that, before I finally tapped out that oh evening. Oh my gosh, that's how you know it's going to be a bad I also idea. try to put out sparklers with my fingers yeah, at that way. If wedding. you're drinking cups of wine and not yeah, glasses, cups. you've got, it's a different, different ball game. And you're doing some, uh, some messianic work there a little bit. Chemistry, yeah. Yeah, the, uh, that what can water I say? and wine. But. Jesus is my uh, superstar, and I was just trying to, uh, you know, imitate it. But, um... Kind of, we just kind of went down a little bit of an example of what we think brews and reviews might be, where we review a beverage and the memories it sparks in us, and whether those good or bad, and then also review a stream of content, whether it's um, ideally, I think, you know, in the modern day of streaming, there's an unending supply of things for us to honestly <laughs> on, and <laughs> and I. I think we have a lot of uh, awesome stuff out there that we can definitely say we enjoy. Um, but I think a great example w- is like easily going over the new Game of Thrones show, uh, House of Dragon, as well as the new um, Rings of Power, Lord of the Rings show, which 
I'll be honest, I don't hate it as much as I thought I would, but it w- is definitely kind of sleepy. Like, it's yeah, like yeah, you I, put it on on an afternoon and you're going to be taking a nap. I've only watched two episodes. Same. I'm two in. So. Don't remember much. Right. So the first episode got me in pretty good, just like because of um, how much I love Lord of the Rings. I read mm-hmm. Lord of the Rings, mm-hmm. watching the movies as a kid. I was a very young kid when they came out with the movies, and so. Um, enjoyed watching those and I think one thing that'll be fun as we go through this is you know we can part of the problem is that the remakes are endless right now so that could even be a pretty strong vein in our bruise and reviews where we're looking at all these regurgitations yeah and 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 the original and the originals and comparing them to the greatness that was and then what it is now and Sometimes you end up pleasantly surprised by some of these things as well. Did you know that the only adaption that Tolkien liked of his books was the made-for-TV uh, Lord of the Rings like movie? Really? Yeah, it was an animated movie, and they ran out of money in the first half, and so mm-hmm. then they just started having actors dressed in like orc makeup, and then they just would cut around the film and splice it over the animated cell background mm. to finish like the final fight at Mordor and stuff like that. And I think they actually only got through the second book. Mm-hmm. Uh, they never were able to complete it because it just didn't have the money at the time for like a public television animated film. Um, and Tolkien loved it. He thought mm-hmm. it was great. He did not like the movies, the Peter Jackson movies. He said they were too uh, action-y. And really? honestly, I read the books after watching those movies, and those books are not that full of action. No, like they're that, good, they're good, they're yeah. an adventure story. But I, dude, Tom Bombadil, where the hell was that guy in the movie? They, they left out some of that key stuff, and especially like authors like you know, Tolkien, C.S. Lewis, who write these books that have um, epic tales with epic characters um, that have. That, that drive to deep, deep places mm-hmm. in our mm-hmm. human psyche and to in the way that we were created. Um, uh, but then their books are kind of like so boring. But, but, but they can but be. Yeah. Well, like they should be. I should say that. They should, like, if, like, they should be boring, but they're not. Like, they, uh, the way that y- you read like 20 pages of just hobbits, you mm-hmm. know, walking from one place to the next, but you can't put it down. So it's like it's they had this yeah. incredible ability to grab you in that way, and I think that I really enjoyed reading. I read The Hobbit before or around the same time I'd seen all the the movies come original out. Original trilogy, yep. Because yeah. it was I, at that t- I was like thirteen ish, a little younger. I was younger, but I so I like The Hobbit was written for kids mm. more so than the next three. And so I was able to read that as a kid and then watch the three movies. And then as an adult, I read the trilogy. And what I liked mm-hmm. um, was that because Peter Jackson, like, filled in the blanks where I wanted the action. Oh, yeah. So, like, what, what is nice is, like, but, but so Tolkien's story, like, just gets into this very specific um, very specific details and, and tells the story. And then he would say one sentence to end a chapter, and it would be something along the lines of, 
and they fought a battle unlike the world had ever seen. Mm. And that was it. But then in my, but I could put Peter Jackson's whole entire uh, sequence of the, the fields of uh, Pelennor. Yeah. Where, you know, Legolas is, you know, skateboards down an elephant's, you know, mm-hmm. trunk and then triple arrows it in the head. Like, I could, I got that too. So, like, I feel like, and I don't know if it's because of the timing that I consumed them in, I feel like they complement each other really well. Yep. Smoke break. Smoke break. Hey, Ken, it's Mick, and I've got something important to talk about. We all hope we never find ourselves in a self-defense situation, but life's unpredictable. Enter the National Self-Protection Plan from Attorneys on Retainer, an actual credible law firm you can put on retainer for your self-defense needs. For just $35 a month, you get national coverage in all 50 states for criminal and civil legal representation in self-defense situations, complete with a 24-7, 365 toll-free emergency line. That's real legal support when you need it most. What's in the package? Bail bonds, scene cleanup, firearm replacement, even mental health counseling. Plus, zero fees for a laundry list of defense-related costs like expert witnesses. So support the show and get yourself some peace of mind. Click the link in our show notes or visit our sponsors page to sign up for the National Self-Protection Plan from Attorneys on Retainer. Hey folks, Pat here. If you're like Mick and I, you're a fan of classic tales like Lonesome Dove, Blood Meridian, The Three-Body Problem, and Steinbeck's East of Eden. With Audible, you can dive into these epic stories anytime, anywhere. Sign up for a free month and your first audiobook is on the house. To start your free trial and support our show, click the link in the show notes or swing by the sponsors page on our website. Want an awesome website for your podcast? Check out PodPage. We use it for the Mick and Pat show and it's a game changer. Set it up in minutes, no coding needed. Support the show by using our link to get started. Your podcast deserves a home as great as ours. PodPage, the one-stop solution. Yeah, I mean, and I agree that as someone who definitely has enjoyed both uh, the the trilogy movies and the uh, books. And I think, you know, it's honestly like the journey of like being a child. Um, I remember someone really, I remember I had this neighbor. He was a really cool former army. He had these like daughters that are around the same age as me when we were in like elementary school. And they were like tomboys. Mm. And these girls like just had the most bitchin' Lego sets. Like, so many. Like, buckets of Legos. And they had Lord of the Rings Legos and all that. Like, the old school ones coming right out of 2004 and stuff. And, like... Mm. So, I remember being over there and playing with the Legos while he would put on the first movie. And he'd be like, Hey, guys, this movie's incredible. You need to watch it. Mm -hmm. And I was like, Hey, man, I'm in fourth grade. It was this cute girl who's playing with Legos right now. Do you understand? This may never... Happened to me again. <laughs> she wants to play Legos while this movie's on. I'm going to do that, okay? And uh, as I matured, I realized those movies are damn good movies. And not just that, mm-hmm. but like they're movies that like everyone will sit down to watch. Like, mm-hmm. I don't think I knew a girl, I don't think I had a girlfriend in high school that wasn't down to watch Lord of the Rings. Like, you know, like mm-hmm. they were just like really good movies, really well done. Um, and, uh, honestly, if a girl was like, no, these movies suck, that was, she wasn't going to be my girlfriend anyways. Right. Uh, but then 
as I've gotten older, became kind of an old man and enjoying audiobooks because I don't read anymore. I just I listen to everything. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, that's my medium. The audiobooks are really great. The narrator for him, I can't remember his name, but God bless his soul. He does a great job of, like, honestly taking the things that probably were the least exciting and easy to imagine parts of those books, like the songs. Mm-hmm. And he sings them. Really? Yeah, he sings them, and he sings them in a tune that you're like, that sounds like the Hobbit singing. Hmm. That sounds like a tune of Gandalf humming and singing. And it sounds really well done. Because if you read the books, I've looked at the text and stuff. It's hard there, to. There, it doesn't say, like, in the key of G. Yeah, or like, and to like, the tune of row, row, yeah, row your boat. Exactly. It doesn't say that stuff. It's mm-hmm. just kind of lit there, written there in italics, mm-hmm. and you're like, yeah, uh, I'm not really musically inclined, so I don't know what mm-hmm. that's going to sound like, and it's hard to imagine. It. But the audiobooks, for anyone out there, uh, Audible, especially if you want to sponsor us, um, they're great, mm-hmm. and they're long. So you get yeah. a lot of your get a lot for your money. You get a lot of time out of that thing. But the um, I think that's cool. Audio books. It's funny because you can tell like in the first probably three seconds if you can hang with this audio book because of the narrator's voice. Mm, Yeah. And so to hear about a guy who's going to take the time to figure out how to sing those songs. That's pretty cool. And like when I'm reading it, I'm able when I read Tolkien stuff, I'm able to with like maybe 55 to 60 percent of the songs read the pentameter and the rhythm of the way he's trying to what the, what the hell is a pentameter a pentameter is uh, <laughs> i don't know i actually don't yeah, want to yeah, know so, either you know, i just want you to know okay, i don't so, know <laughs> yeah, so pentameter is like like shakespeare wrote a lot of like a sonnet is written in iambic pentameter uh-huh. and so that's why it's if you just kind of read it and just let your mind flow to the syllables of the the beat mm-hmm. and you're able to just have it roll off the tongue it, a sonnet sounds like a song without even putting anything to it and just it just it's the way that the syllables hit at certain moments and also it's the way that the syllables line up not only like with each word but to the next line to the next line mm-hmm. to the next line and so the pentameter is the rhythm of the writing i thought you said you don't know what that is i I you literally just described it, and now I know what it I is. I guess I do know what pentameter is. One it's thing uh, I hope is that when people listen to this, mm-hmm. they scream at their radio or whatever the hell this is playing over about how maybe wrong we are about things right. that we really explain confidently. Mm-hmm. And then they can write in and tell us. That is actually. Hey, just so you guys know, um, one, your plebs. Two, mm-hmm. this is what pentameter is. And right. then we can read it and educate everyone and correct it. I think that's great. And that's been both a fear and excitement of mine with going on a venture of a podcast because you just know that, I mean, you the what a buzzword for the day, but vulnerability. We're, mm. we're just being vulnerable. We're putting yeah. ourselves out there. Kind of. With, and in a way. Yeah. We're putting, not all of ourselves, you know, not fully exposing ourselves. Just my voice. Yeah, I'm not going to expose my entire <laughs> self. Yeah sounds like jail time but exactly. the, um but we're gonna expose enough of ourselves that we uh we're gonna sound like fools sometimes and so yeah we we plan on people letting us know about that um and at the same time it's so funny it's like in this world we live in today with the way that um everybody's an expert on something mm. and in the way that also you have to be just correct factually correct about it. it's 
about whatever you're talking about is like, all right, we're just going to, we're not going to be correct sometimes. Yeah. We like to seek truth. Mm-hmm. We're truth seekers. Yeah. But we're not necessarily fact seekers. We want to know more facts. Yeah. I'd like to be educated more. I like to be educated. That's kind of my, Yeah. I'll be honest. There's nothing I'm going to say I'm an expert on. Like if there's one thing that people who do podcasts, I'm throwing this out there. Like I'm, I'm legit trying to throw shade at every mm-hmm. person who makes money off of a podcast. Mm-hmm. You're not an expert at anything other than talking. And you know what? Mm-hmm. Congrats. You're really good at that thing. And everyone else really enjoys it enough to argue with you knowing that you can't hear anything. Yep. Yep. And, uh, you know, I, I, maybe that's what we end up being the expert on because there's a lot I think I know. Far more that I don't know. Mm-hmm. And I would love to be edumacated by some of our listeners, even mm-hmm. if it's angry letters. Oh, yeah. Make sure to write in capitals. We can, yeah. It, make sure that the emotion is known so that we know just how you feel about it. Yeah. And uh, I think what's funny is uh, I heard someone say this on a podcast the other day was they said, you know, um, the best, like, everybody wants to write a book. Like, like in some way, not everybody, but like, so many people write books and just mm-hmm. throw them out there because it seems like a way to, you know, you write a book, you get on some podcasts, you get on maybe in the old days, you get on talk shows, mm-hmm. you know, on TV, mm-hmm. and you can still do that too. Um, but um, it kind of seems, in some ways, it seems like an easy out of just, I'm going to write a book and everybody's going to pay me, you know, $35. If I can find 100,000 people to pay me $35, yeah. that's a great, great day. But you may, the, um, I mean, you keep a little bit of that. Yeah, you don't get as much as you think, yeah. you know. But... This person said, you know, if you really want to write a book, go, you have to go live life first and then, then you can come back to the book part. Yeah. The majority of people that want to write a book don't understand. They haven't done something Mm -hmm. that is, it it might be exciting enough that someone would be willing to listen to you talk about it for 10 minutes. Most people don't understand that they haven't done something that someone wants to sit and read. Like you have to have something really exciting and really interesting to share for someone to sit down and open up and read a book. And like a lot of people just don't have that. Yeah. And I think that, so I'm going to contradict or maybe be hypocritical right now with this next part, but so the same way that um, many podcasters aren't experts in anything. Mm. I think there are like, there are like lots of the podcasts people do love to listen to. um, The ones that get like a bunch of, uh, attention do have experts um, on uh, experts on not on talking but they do have like like you know I listen to there are if you're if your podcast is very niche in a specific field oh, like, yeah, like yeah. a cooking mm-hmm. podcast with you know um, someone like uh, Spencer Gillespie wild yeah, game yeah. cook like that guy he knows it that's what he does so you can go dive into that um, but then the majority of, to agree with your point, majority of people are just, you know, sitting down, cracking a beer, and just talking about kind of nothing or nothing to much yeah, substance. And yeah. so we are acknowledging that maybe we are in, I don't know if we're in an expert crowd or not, but I'd say probably not. Oh, no, 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 no. Right. That's, that, that's the, right. that's what, that's the, that's what you're driving towards. Yeah. You right. know, you're right. Cause I, I, I don't know if Jocko's an expert podcaster. He's pretty good at it. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't even listen to anything by Jocko really, but I just know he's good at it. He is an expert at killing people. That is one thing that that man is probably far better than most at, you mm-hmm. know. And uh, 
Joe Rogan, I would say Joe Rogan by now in his career is an expert like fight narrator. Like I bet that mm-hmm. guy knows the game so f- like in and out maneuvers and styles that I would say he's probably an expert at that. But I think majority of people doing these things, these podcasts are not you know, th- what they're best at is talking. Right. Right. And that's funny. I feel like I'm not very good at talking. I work during the week a um, a labor job by myself. And so I spend so much time just in my own head. So maybe I'll come sit down here and have lots of things to say. But mm. also, if like, I've lost my, like, half of my vocabulary since college. I think maybe three quarters of my vocabulary since college. You do speak like a caveman often. <laughs> that, Hungry. You gotta be, you know, if you're talking Jocko, simple. It's one of the mm. rules. If we're gonna go, we can't get down to the Jocko place too often. I'm a huge Jocko fanboy. I'll admit it right now. But I'm going to refrain from mentioning oh, you are? him. I am. Oh. Yes. Yeah, I See, know. I didn't know this. Yeah, I know you baited me in there. But here's the deal. I'm not going to mention that man's name until he uh, um, he uh, knows my name. Just oh, really? Me. Yeah. That's the plan? Might not work out that way. But the, um, <laughs> um, I think something that we get to do is we get to embark on... Um, discovering the lost art of conversation. Mm. And I think that's why podcasts have become like rampant over the last five to seven years. Because no one freaking talks. Because to people other. don't talk anymore. People yeah. are scrolling. People are texting. Like I talk to so many people who are even like, don't call me, just text me. Yeah. And I kind of feel the same way. Like I don't like to talk on the phone either, which is now it's like, it's kind of disturbing as we continue to isolate in these areas that we feel like we're having community isolation breeds um well individualism breeds isolation and so um as we do more and more things by ourselves we're going to be isolated more and we have these synthesized and fake interactions with people and i i just remember back to like thinking about my great grandpa and my grandfather could sit and just talk for mm. hours and they could yep. conversate and it and you know sometimes old guys they're talking about nothing for hours but as a kid i could sit for hours mm. and listen to everything they said and i think that that is what people are hungry for in this whole world and that's why podcasts work and that's why people put them on in their car put them on while they're working go to sleep to them is because it's a lost art of the ability to conversate and connect with those around you there's a lot to uh, say to that for sure. And I, I think I, one, I think brews and reviews, y'all, if you're listening to this, just got a taste of it. Um, I think the idea would be a lot more concise, though, you know, focused. Uh, um, and we've kind of moved on to this other more kind of free form conversation. But I think that's kind of the thing that we want to do is like have this moderately scheduled kind of storyboarded ideas that we can present that we hope we're entertaining and engaging with people listening. But the, uh, dude, you just sound like you farted out of your mouth. Um, (laughs) but, uh, I think, uh, I think the most that we want to do is offer like, Hey, we're two guys that are going to try to come before you humbly saying like, neither of us are masters of a craft. Um, but one thing we both, 
do enjoy is engaging with people, talking to them, listening to them, and uh, just having a, a genuine conversation, whether it's like breaking bread, having a beer by the fire, whatever it may be. Um, and I find it funny that you say you might not even like talking that much because you run your mouth constantly. <laughs> yeah. and, like I, <laughs> I think I, I think I'd, I'd phrase it this way: where I, I've for, I've also forgotten like how to engage and so like I do I can't tell if it's a good or bad thing I, I spend so much time by myself because then in like a setting like this I might just be like overflowing with words all this stuff all these thoughts mm. I've had all, uh, in my own little isolation um, but at the same time I feel like also there's been times in my life too where it's like I just still don't want to be around people and I want to go yeah. sit down yeah I think the funniest thing is that I listen to podcasts or audiobooks when I'm at the gym with headphones in and literally if anyone walks up to me I point to my headphones like it could be my it could it could be my wife at the gym I point to my headphones I'm like I can't hear you I'm mm -hmm. working out right because mm -hmm. one if you're at the gym you don't want someone to talk to you you're mm -hmm. focused two if you're listening to something at the gym it's the biggest sign of like don't talk to me mm -hmm. but what are you listening to at the gym for me it's people talking whether they're, it's an audiobook and they're pretty much telling a story to me, what's a podcast? And I think that's just like ironic, very ironic, is like often when we are in a place where we want someone to not talk to us, we turn on this kind of medium, whether mm -hmm. it's a talk show on a radio, whatever it may be. Excuse me. Um, <clears throat> all that said, there might be nothing there, but I do find it ironic. Um, that said, we do want this to be a place of our listeners able to be genuine. We want you to feel like you're in the room with us, uh, mm -hmm. vices and virtues and all. And uh, speaking of that, uh, you mentioned a point earlier, you were, you were thinking this might be a time where, you know, we both quit nicotine, but this might be a time where we just, you know, let it be a safe space to, <laughs> to have some. And um, what did you say you were, I, I can't remember exactly what you said earlier. Um, the, uh, the, this, this podcast might just become an excuse for us to just uh, lack all discipline. Yeah. That's so ironic because on my way over here, I stopped at the gas station for the first time in like <laughs> eight months put that away. <laughs> and I figured I just would leave this uh -oh. nicotine here I had in this, a desk drawer that we can just leave here and I only had the use. same thought today. So yeah. um, since we're not filming this, he just uh, pulled to uh, um, this brand is called On. Um, it's but, cheap. You know, it's buy it's one, get one stuff. free. Buy one, get one. The eight milligrams burn my lips. They get scabs, but I still put it in my mouth. Yeah, I really hate wintergreen, but mm -hmm. I figured you might not like citrus. All right. I think it tastes like Fruit Loops. All right. And there's nothing that makes me, excuse me again, the nothing that makes me want to engage with a vice more than the fact if it tastes like my childhood. <laughs> <laughs> all right, we put one of these in. I, I am, all yeah. Right, I literally right. bought this because right, I figured right. we just leave it here. Mm. So here's a little bit of background. For everyone as, else as out I there, this is the thing. dip time. We're going to have a dip moment. Yeah, if right? you're like, if This you're is the dipper, time to throw it in. Maybe, this, maybe we could help people quit by doing this, and they only chew once a week with us. Yeah, but they're going to like just... They won't listen to a podcast for like our podcast yeah. like four months, so then they can just just, just they're just put on replay. <laughs> yeah. yeah but here's, so here's the deal. I have had a 
I, I kind of have an addictive personality, um, and so I, I stay away from certain things. And um, for the last three weeks, I have not had a chew. And tell me that doesn't smell like freaking Fruit Loops, dude. It does smell like it sounds like Fruit Loops. It smells exactly. There's a little bit of chemicals in there. But so here's the deal. I haven't I haven't I haven't thrown a little Chosky in. I don't know if you can even call them Chosky's anymore. I used to make when these like Zen and On came out. I used to make so much fun of them because I was a I was a long cut guy. Yeah, a lot of people would. It was make, the vaping of dipping, you know. Well, a lot of people roasted me when I was a. I'll be honest. Like I quit vaping hardcore and replaced it with Zen when I found out Zen was an option. Because mm-hmm. I just I'd never liked to chew. It it never made me sick. But I never felt like it gave me the buzz I wanted. And then you couldn't swallow the spit. I heard about Zen. I was like, oh, I can swallow the spit. Mm-hmm. And I could throw in a bunch of pouches and it doesn't tint my mouth any color. Yep. Um, but everyone would make this joke. Like, oh, is it time to change your tampon? Yep. You got to swap out, get your new tampon in your mouth. That was me. And I legit thought, fools. Like, is that, is that a, I don't think you can put those two words in the same sentence. What? tampon in your mouth i mean that's what people would say <laughs> um in all of those people well they're you uh, pat um they're sitting across from me and they're fiends and i've slowly worked my way off of it mm-hmm. um, you also went eight milligram you weren't like you weren't messing around ah. see i'm a zen three milligram man and so this wintergreen eight that, milligram that, what on, is the difference between that and a tampon at three milligrams in, <laughs> both of those will give you the same amount of buzz. I've, here's a, I used to be a full horseshoe man, wintergreen, Copenhagen long cut. Um, and then, yes, I made fun of Zen for so long. The reason why I shifted to Zen first was because I actually loved, I, I love to uh, duck hunt. I love to uh, waterfowl hunt. And um, I would have a cinnamon Zen in the blind. It looks like cocaine. Uh, the, the powder, <laughs> yeah. the extra powder in there to one bust. It does look like coke on the table. Oh, yep. But so I, I so I was, so we're out hunting ducks one morning and my friend pops out this um, little can of cinnamon flavored Zen. And I just throw that in there with my coffee in the morning, duck hunting. It was so good. Mm. And then, yeah, you know, the, What's funny was then I started chewing Zins and though I do wintergreen at first, but my body for so long, I chewed for so long, chewed dip for so long that I would, I, you can, you know, you can gut for a little colloquialism. Disgusting. You can gut uh, on and Zin and these new, new nicotine alternatives to tobacco. But the very, there's very few burly, incredible men who I've known over my life, who can just straight gut the real deal. Yeah, no way. I can't do it. I get sick. I get ill. But but I chewed for so long that that wintergreen, I would I would I would swallow it, and then I would my body would think I just swallowed dip, and I would start to get sick. Anyways, I don't know if anybody wants to hear what I've just been saying, and we might have lost you. But here's the deal. I had the exact same thought as you today. I have, here's the deal, folks. I have really cut back on how much I alcohol I drink. And I've cut back on Zen for a lot of different reasons. These are good things. Because um, I want to be a disciplined man. Um, and I also want to be a healthy man. And so I think that this is a place where at here at the uh, 
the headquarters. We haven't mm. named this place yet. We'll get a good name for it at some point. But here we can leave these in the desk drawer and we can look forward to it during our conversations. Yeah, and eventually we'll probably reach a point where if our listenership is wide enough, someone will rat to our wives about it mm. and then we'll get rid of it. Maybe. But is your wife anti? Like hardcore anti? No, not hardcore. She's just like, uh, she knows... We don't know what it's going to do to us. That's the well, thing, right? Yeah, yeah, that's this might be worse for us. This than is child. true because you know you you know the you see these old ads where like like ninety eight percent of doctors smoke camels or whatever you know, and it's like that was like these old ads, and you're like like you know palm oils are the healthiest option, and it's like what you know palm oils have killed like I don't know what the stat is, but maybe hundreds of thousands. How high is the mm-hmm. number of people mm-hmm. those things killed? Um, but so we don't know what's in this. Big companies lie to us. We'll probably talk about some of that in some conversations oh, that's down the road. Thing, you know, yeah. we'll, we'll, we'll get into some of that 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 corporate um, BS that we get fed. Um, and you know, we're not conspiracy theorists. I mean, we don't want to venture too far down into those things, but we do want to look at history and we want to learn from it. And we want to, um, going forward, we want to be shrewd. We don't want to be paranoid, but we want to be shrewd individuals. And so, yeah, this could, I was thinking about this, like maybe the nicotine alternative is good, is like, uh, is, isn't bad for you. But maybe, sorry, I have to take a piss. All right. But you continue on. All right. This is a good segment. I'll keep going. Yeah, you, you go. So here's what I think about what could be going on in these is that, what if the pouches, what if the fabric pouches they're wrapping these in, that's giving us the bad stuff? We don't know. So, gone. we're going to take a little pause. Um, you're going to hear a message um, from our sponsors, and we'll be right back. All right, so we're back from our sponsor break, and as you heard during that time, it was just three minutes of silence. We don't have any yet, and that's okay. But you know what? We could someday. Are we going to... We're self-sponsored. Are we going to reject any sponsorships? Like, is there an, an example of one we turned down? Um, Pfizer. Mm, how much money are we should, talking uh, about? Should get, we go down get this the jab. After they we, paid us after, 10 grand. After we were talking about how we're not conspiracy theorists, and we just start talking about that immediately, going down all these things. But here's the deal. I think, I think yes... I think that we will need to be in alignment with, you know, stuff we're promoting, as well as the fact that, like, you know, this probably isn't a show for kids. You know, like, we're yeah, not, I think I would say, like, you should at least be 14 I think, a, to listen to this. Like, 14 with your parent, like, your dad wants you to, like, listen to this one because it's really good for you. And then, you know, I think also... You're going to hear me start breathing heavy and getting confused because eight milligrams literally makes my eyes knock <laughs> together. And so I'm going to change this to another one. Shane is now at 16 milligrams. I I just feel wrong without having two pouches in. See, here's the funny thing. I'm a three milligram man, but I'm a double three milligram man. I've been a double six, sometimes triple six. <sighs> triple six. That is just bordering on some yeah, the devilish, devilish. <laughs> Stuff right the there. devil's sugar is what this stuff is. <laughs> the devil's sugar. Um, so yeah, I think that we'll uh, we'll have to jump off that cliff when we get to it with our sponsors, and yeah. we will. Uh, have, you, have you? Do you know that the sponsors sometimes write the ads for like the, like the it, producer like, doesn't like, write the ad, like and they try to the write sh- it in what like our vernacular. Right, right. And so it's it's not like you take a commercial break. It's like while we're talking just now, like. 
for instance, just now, we've been talking about on mm -hmm. this whole time and how now we're sitting here chewing on instead of Zen. Mm -hmm. Did on pay us to say that? No. No, but that's how. That's how they do it in some shows. You know, it's just like, here's my, here's the funniest thing about talk radio. Like, you know, the... Wait, is this the funniest thing about talk radio? It's not the funniest, but to me it is um, intriguing. Okay. The way that, you know, so it'll go like this. Some guy, um, some old man um, on an AM station, uh, political affiliation unknown, but you could assume, he goes something like this. Economic crisis, the president, blah, blah, blah. For, you know, in, in, in all these things, you know, the Dow down this much, and 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 what you really need to consider is investing in gold. Mm, yeah. yeah, you know, they just go right into so far, every time. And so there's like a whole like the last three minutes of their segment on air is fear mongering, and then gives you an option out of it, like you know, yeah, get your these houses, up. you know, these houses and in the market, you never know what's going to happen. Um, the rates, you know, we heard the Fed's going to raise the rates, but such and such financing company can give you the lowest rates in mm, the business. Yeah. I think the weirdest one for me is I was listening to this podcast. Um, for those of you uh, who might not know, I'm a really big fan of the uh, Matt and Shane's secret podcast. And uh, they have like brands that try to write it in their vernacular, and it's really weird because they suck at it. Like, and I think a classic example is Manscaped. They're like, "Hey, dogs, you ever got to trim up for that evening out on the town?" And I'm just like, "That's, that's not how these guys talk. Like, these these guys don't talk like that." But it's what the ad thinks they talk like and wrote it for him and it's really kind of sometimes off-putting right I, I would just rather like have an ad segment and just come out with it and just, just be like it. just hey guys we're sponsored by this and we're going to talk about our sponsor today boom and hit you with it exactly and like and they don't do their research like they don't know that that guy has like pubic alopecia well then, yeah and then you don't need to manscape i guess <laughs> <laughs> is that a thing I imagine alopecia is just all hair. I think I don't think you retain your pubes and but lose your eyebrows. <sighs> you just have Al like alopecia. Also, by the way, be careful with that. Will Smith is gunning. Oh, get you slapped. <laughs> yeah, we'll get you slapped. That I don't even know what alopecia was. I no, I think like that's a, actually real quick question, just to get to know you better. Chris Rocker, Will Smith. Oh man, you know. <sighs> In that, uh, are we talking about those 45 seconds? No, no. We're, I'm just talking like between the two of them. Like who, Broadly. Who do you enjoy more? I mean, Will Smith is... Hasn't made a good movie in about I a know, decade. I know. Here's the deal. It's like, it's hard to watch somebody that you is like a hero to you. Like, you know, Men in Black. Just spiral all, you know, out of control. These, to watch them. Because here's the, the hard thing about social for people too. You know, it's like... To see into their lives all the way and then to do this weird thing of like maybe pretend vulnerability on like yeah. Facebook Live. I don't know. And so I think that um I, I think that's because people who are in the entertainment world have a persona and a personality that they put forth that mm. can be so consuming. Um like um Alice Cooper, for instance. So Alice Cooper, 
um, you know, for years, Alice Cooper, you know, the eyeliner, the long black hair, the craziness on stage. He now an old man who has a radio show and he golfs, right? And he'll and who loves Jesus, which is I think pretty. Does he? He does. It's really cool to hear him talk about um, his relationship with Christ and the fact that he um, he's been a spiritual person um, throughout that whole time. And he talks about how he like Alice Cooper became a. It was a almost like an alternate personality, and it wasn't him that he just was. He put forth for years and years and years and years, and it became very consuming. Mm. And so now he's like, I just want like my want to be on my radio show, mm-hmm. and I want to play eighteen holes of golf, and just you know like not have to be this thing. Like, and I wonder, and you see this with lots of rock stars too, just lose themselves in, in certain things. But entertainers also, you become. A, um, a facade, you know, in yeah. many ways. And well, I think actually a good example of that too. Uh, I, this uh, individual, um, you all probably know him. He's best known for saying the f- the water's making the frogs gay. Um, I wouldn't. I'm not a fan of the guy. Um, but he was on a episode of a very left leaning podcast show or maybe it wasn't podcast maybe they just do it on youtube but i think they had him on initially to like ask him questions and razz him and they ended up just being the homies and like they Mm -hmm. all got along really well because he was not his usual persona and i thought that was crazy because i was like is this guy really who he is when he's on the podcast now he's in court all that stuff Mm -hmm. and um i won't get into that necessarily but I just thought it was weird because you have this idea of someone and who they've been kind of made out to be in media and, you know, the, the the image they generate from themselves. And then you see them actually, like, in a conversation just getting along with someone on the other side of the aisle, which I think is really cool. Um, and hopefully we get to kind of do some of that here, too. I have some genuine conversations with people who we might not be on the same page with. Um but that's, that's kind of like what I think too is like there's the facade, the image that people have, whether it's Hollywood or whatever. Then, you know, you talk to them outside of that. And they're just like a dude, just a normal person. Mm-hmm. And uh, you can have a real normal conversation with them. Yeah, yep. And to even go back to our conversation earlier about you know, experts and us not being experts in certain areas, I, we want to have experts come have conversations with us and and also i have this idea where i want to bring i would love to um at some point have people come talk with us who have who are known in a big ways but they can actually really come here and just be who they are and have conversation with two dudes like aoc would love to have AOC at this table. <laughs> Cotter just had an aneurysm. Um, <laughs> uh, no, but like, um, I, I genuinely agree too. Like, I'll, so a little bit of background on us. I think it's only fair. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm Mick, and in my uh, day job, I work as a data scientist, and so I do like work with AI and. Um, 
mostly on the government side of things. And so I find AI really fascinating. Cutting edge, you know, um, the, the flip of the coin of one side is, are we creating Skynet? Is this the Terminators? And the other side is, are we improving the life for everyone across the world by having to automate the worst things about life? And uh, I would love to have people wisely and I more versed in the field and more experienced in it. People have been doing it since the 90s here uh, to kind of, you know, talk on, talk on some interesting topics in regards to that. Um, and I think like things in, re- in that kind of field is pretty interesting. Um, but it, it kind of the same side of it, too, though, is like, Pat, you're more of a, you know, blue collar guy mm-hmm. you're, you're working a blue collar job you want to kind of go into what you do yeah so i um after college i found i have a uh a degree in middle eastern arabic studies and so naturally that leads to construction yeah you know so um in lots of ways and you can you can take that degree in other directions usually further education you can either go get into some alphabet soup, um, government agency stuff, or you can go further education with it. And there's all sorts of jobs you can take with it. But I wanted to stick around the town I was in. My soon-to-be wife had a job with the school district. We loved our community here and our friends and our church. And, and this was a place where we wanted to be. And so I went and got a job as a maintenance man, and after a few years being a maintenance man, I decided to strike out on my own and I do construction, and now I do uh, radon mitigation work. Mm. And radon mitigation work, you find yourself in lots of attics and lots of crawl spaces for most of the day. And so the I see I spend my time um, with tools in my hands and just working on people's houses. There's an authenticity to that too, I think. and. I think something that a lot of people really don't consciously think about is like when they need that work, they invite a complete stranger into their home. Mm-hmm. And I think having people who work in those careers, gone from, you know, apprentice to journeyman to expert in their craft and having them, you know, share like their weird experiences and stuff would be pretty interesting. Like mm-hmm. I know one of the men who was a really big influence in my life uh, was an AC like installer and repairman, mm. and he uh, he was a Yellow Pages guy. You know, you could look up his business and number in the in the Yellow Book, and uh, he w- would share with me how many times he got called to fix someone's AC. It was really like a lonely housewife who was just trying to like seduce him or something, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and like just the freaking wacky stuff he would walk into. Mm-hmm. And have to be like a, a human being and a kind human being, and uh, gently neglect that so it doesn't one like harm his business, but two also like so it doesn't damage his like reputation as a man. Right. And I think there's just a lot of things in that you know like we see like the show, uh, the m- movie, the cable guy like Jim Carrey, and they got this like kind of quack character of like, mm-hmm. hey, are, you're inviting the cable guy to your house. Are you sure he's not insane, and just be going to become like a stalker? But then there's like the other side of like they're real human beings, genuine people who kind of get to see a sliver of your life. Mm-hmm. And I think that's just really fascinating because I don't really think twice about it when I have someone to come in to like work on something in my apartment. Mm. Um, 
but they get a real clean picture of my life. Yeah, yeah, and it's funny. Like today, uh, I was in three houses. They were con- uh, townhomes, right next to each other. One, two, three, and they were. I, I had this thought even today uh, about it, it. It was the funny thing was the design of the house. It was the exact same house that I walked into three times because it was just you know the same floor plan, all this stuff, whatever. But then th- I walked into three totally different environments mm. um one of them was a broken environment that mm. hurt my heart for another one i think was uh, it was like it was like such a f- uh, another one had this kind of funny fancy facade which like not to dog on someone who lives in a townhome or or a or a you know like row house condo I'm not talking about like high-rise condos i'm talking about, you know um out out outskirts of town you know uh, townhouses is, is like uh um uh, they had all this uh it, it was like when you walked into their house they really wanted you to know that they were um educated or how they find their books on their walls and stuff it mm-hmm. looked like books that had never been cracked before Psychopedia. you know so um and then yeah it, it's just funny these you you do get glimpses into people's lives as you walk through into their into their most like kind of like personal like private spaces you know and like i uh in it was funny one, one of the houses i walked into today was a mess and like the person was like so embarrassed because they forgot i was coming and then they were like they cleaned the whole time i was there mm. and i was like you don't really need to worry about that like i have i have kids and they're young and like our house is a wreck all the time and just because that's the nature of our life like my life stage right now and Mm -hmm. so it's okay to have like some dirty dishes um you know it's not okay to have like every dish covered and stacked up in the sink you need to get you need to get get that taken care of but you know it's like you don't need to be stressed out that you haven't cleaned up breakfast yet and it's only 9 a.m yeah you know yeah yeah well um i got a couple things written down here but what are some other ideas that you think we could do some segments or series on here just in case someone that doesn't end up listening to this like the you know three people uh, that will end up listening to this uh i've always thought like the the fact or fiction stuff would be cool mm-hmm. and like have a series where we get some stories together we share them and then we have people you know, wondering which ones are true, which ones are false, and we reveal mm-hmm. it at the end and yeah. kind of do that kind of cool thing. Um, what else? What are some ideas that you got, Pat? Yeah, I think that um, to expound on one of the things I said before is, you know, to have, I, I want to have people come on here who have, uh, who, like you were saying, we, we want people to come on here who don't have a big um, outward um they're not seen by the whole world, you know, the AC repairman guy and hear his story. And at the same time, I'd like to get someone on here who we all think we know their story and we get to hear some of their, their real story, who they are and what they've been through and, and get to see the real them. Um, I think that'd be, I think it wouldn't, it would, wouldn't just serve as entertainment and for the listener, but actually I think it would be like a cool opportunity for those individuals to sit and 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 express themselves in those ways. I think another 
I think we want to have fun on this show too. I think that sometimes we want to talk about goofy stuff and sometimes we want to talk about serious stuff, like really serious stuff. Um, and so the, like to like strike a balance between the, the fun and the light things in life and the, you know, talking about whatever our, our, uh, um, whatever flavor of, uh, nicotine we're eating, uh, eating that week. Um, that's what it kind of is. We're kind of eating it, consuming it. Um, but, and then also like, you know, get into serious topics and serious topics that aren't just clickbait because they're going to get people riled up and, and that's what they want to hear, but just stuff that's real and, um, and has, and has real impact for people to engage with too. And so like when you come join us for, you know, 45 minutes, an hour, whatever, that you get a whole, um, a, a cornucopia of, mm. you know, of, you get the whole thing, you get the full life. I talk, sometimes I talk about the fullness of life and that that is living a full life. Um, that is eating popcorn and watching Barney with your kid and, and having fun all the way over to doing something you know making a hard decision in life to move your family to a different state or whatever it is like or having a loved one pass away that's a full life and how you walk through that and these things so we want to like I want to pull people through the fullness of what life is and that's that's goofy and fun and it's also just real sometimes so yeah I think another one too we talked about for one of our serious segments was uh you know title might change but i just always thought of it like either the father i had or the father in me um but I, the idea is that we discuss with uh you know different men and women guests we have um uh, and ourselves what it was like growing up with our fathers or without our fathers mm-hmm. and how that has impacted us and how we want to be fathers yeah um and i think just you know keep it also funny and light mm-hmm. uh pat and i have talked about this uh i was created in a lab and i am perfect and uh <laughs> they uh selected me specifically uh you know my mom looked th- flipped through a book picked me out and i was delivered by a stork um no but i i was a in vitro baby and didn't have a dad growing up um and uh Pat here had a really great dad present mm-hmm. in growing up. Um, and both of us turned out to be pretty good dudes who, I mean, I'll be honest, I wouldn't change change it for anything. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that dichotomy of how do we, how did we both end up where we're at with like different fatherhood experiences mm-hmm. um, and how that's impacted us and what we want to do, what we're passionate about with our kids um, and have another guest on who might have had rough dads and how that impacted them or dads that weren't present, dads that were present but kind of not really, mm-hmm. you know, things like that and kind of really go through all of that and try to really have a, a vulnerable, honest conversation of, you know, current state of things and the kind of back seat that society has kind of put fathers in mm-hmm. um, and kind of the effects that's been having on a lot of people. Um, I genuinely, genuinely believe like we're really just seeing for the first time the 
whether it's you know because of social media and how much transparency there seems to be in like being able to communicate and see what is actually going on in people's lives you can kind of see the impact of really not having a priority on men being good men in the home um, Mm -hmm. and filling in that role and so I think that's something that uh, is would be a really cool segment and series to do Mm -hmm. Uh, I know we already got a couple people who are pretty passionate and excited to kind of come in as guests to talk on that Um, but (coughs) that and uh, I know kind of doing like a masculinity series Mm -hmm. Um, I know a couple people who are interested in that and coming in and talking about like what is masculinity and mm-hmm. you know what is toxic masculinity and right. all that and diving into it um and again like not that we're experts or that we have people who are experts on being a man and masculinity but um we certainly got a lot of people who i think have gone through the experiences of the highs and lows of trying to figure it out and getting some good genuine topics in here and covering them uh, would be pretty valuable, I know, for us individually, but also hopefully valuable to our listeners to kind of get a little bit of that um, perspective that maybe they can empathize and relate to. And additionally, I have no idea what it's like to be a woman. What about you, Pat? Nope. Yeah, I, so I think I it'd be so cool my, to have someone yeah, in here, my, like, you know, guests coming in here talking about femininity oh yeah, and things, what is that. Things that we just don't know anything about, like um, yeah. my... My uh, wife was talking about one of her friends who was pregnant and uh, hormones and this kind of roller coaster stuff. And she was talking about it uh, forever. And I was just like, I just looked at her. I was like, I've never been hormonal a day in my life. <laughs> yeah. I, was like, I don't like either because uh, like, I'm just not in touch with my, you know, my inner self or also just like because I was not created. Because like, you've never been pregnant. In this way. Yeah. I, and yeah, can. I'm not getting into that right now if we can or can't, but we might get into some of those things too. And I think that, yeah, with these, with these, we want to do some series where we, where we take some time for a couple episodes to dig into a series Mm -hmm. and then we'll have some one-offs, you know, in there as well, but we want to be consistent and we want to be putting out, um, a consistent content and, uh, episodes shows for people to stay, um, engaged with us, um, yeah yeah i think also a fun one it'd be fun to make sure like we have the proper um clarity for those who would partake in it but i think a a write-in and we provide advice segment Mm -hmm. would be awesome like where listeners get a chance to write in with questions they have or like you know hilarious or actually incredibly serious things they're going through Mm -hmm. and we make really light of it and we we give awful advice yeah uh you know maybe it's not awful but it's probably not the best advice seeing who we are right we're not we're not uh we're not life counselors um but i think that'd be pretty funny in an interesting segment as well um and on, on the topic too of trying to just provide valuable content to listeners um i definitely have things in mind pipeline wise for like our special listeners our listeners who hop on and join in a patreon mm. and uh giving them special special content whether that's the bruise and review series you know or i have an idea of doing some uh ai work mm. to um 
well, I don't want to get into too much of it because I don't want to like you know give away the beans. But mm-hmm. the idea is that they'd uh, get to be firsthand um, listeners and get the kind of first experience of things being released that technically, you know, legally we can't sell, mm-hmm. but we can make sure that like our listeners, our s- listeners who are kind of helping us out on the Patreon. Um, get first access to it. And one of those, I'll be on, like, I'll give a little taster here. My idea is to use some machine learning to create a AI that pretty much you can feed it any text that uh, vocodes it into the voice of, you know, people past, present, current. So, like, um, in my mind, having, like, the... And this is an example. I don't know if I'd do this one specifically. But having, like, the actors and actresses from the Harry Potter movies mm. actually kind of voicing their mm. lines in the books. Mm. And then, um, like, giving them, like, releasing it, like, chapters at a time, right, after they're finished. Mm-hmm. And, like, come out clear. Because I think it'd be pretty cool. And I've kind of talked to some people who were like, oh, dude, I would love to listen to Lord of the Rings where... You know, Frodo's dialogue is read by Elijah Wood. Mm-hmm. Well, we don't have the money for that, mm-hmm. nor the rights. Well, like, how do you, this day and age, like, now how do you get Gandalf? He's no yeah. longer. Yeah, but we can mm-hmm. use this machine learning algorithm to do it. And I just always thought it'd be really fun to do and try um, and definitely be something really, I think, pretty cool to have, like, that be like a little secret thing that we give out to our listeners of, like, hey, you know, Mm-hmm. Working on, you know, the first ten chapters of Game of Thrones, and we got it working, and it's doing the dialogue and the voices of the characters from the show, mm-hmm. and you know, someone with a really sexy voice like Pat or I is mm-hmm. doing the narration that isn't the dialogue, mm-hmm. right? Um, so things like that I think would be kind of cool. You know, they're not necessarily the podcast, but they're like little treats that we get to give our listeners there'd probably be some pretty good little blooper packages oh yeah as you as you work out the kinks of that oh, yeah. ai software yeah yeah so things like that i think would be cool and interesting um i know personally i'm a really big fan of like image generation ai mm. and doing things like that for like listeners they get to maybe like submit like a prompt or something that we kind of use and generate and give that artwork back to them mm things like along that line that I thought would be pretty fun. But if you end I, up donating a hundred bucks a month, you can, you can literally, well, you can come do whatever you want. <laughs> you can be on the podcast. Yeah. I just, I have a horrible, um, imagination. So <laughs> we'll take you shooting. Yeah, that's true. Actually, you know, there's some, there's a, um, we may not be experts, but we, we have access to some fun things in life. Yeah, we do cool things. We do cool fun we do stuff. We do a lot of cool fun things. Um, but yeah, I think um, I think this is good, man. I think I think we've kind of covered a lot of bases. We got a lot of stuff here, a lot of things for you to figure out how to edit together. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I personally think this will be fun. I mean, I'm lo- I was looking forward to it all week, just getting in here and trying it out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. This is just a uh, little pilot slash rehearsal slash brainstorming session to get on the mics and uh see if we can even uh conversate for 
more than five minutes yeah. and talk about anything that may or may not be interesting to anybody else in the world. Yeah, I'll be honest. I hate talking to you, but if we're getting paid <laughs> to do it. <laughs> oh, well, uh, yeah, I guess here's the biggest thing is we just got to decide how we sign off. I know. I've been thinking about it the whole time. and I, uh, I don't have a good one yet. And I'm trying to not just copy we should have a people. phrase. We, we need a phrase, right? We need something that we call our, our podcasters, right? our listeners. Mm-hmm. Like, I know uh, Chris D'Elia calls them babies. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> Matt and Shane call them dogs. Mm. I don't you know. I don't know what we'd call them. Not like we need to figure it out right now. Maybe that's the first thing. You write in and you let us know what you want us to call yeah, you. Yeah, what, like, what do you want us to uh, call you? It needs to be... You know, not gender specific, right? It needs to be a right. term that we can refer to both the men and the ladies as. Mm-hmm. Um, but, anyways, um, I guess I we just say, uh, what, what, let's spitball a couple sign offs. Like, this is Mick and Pat. Don't get your dick stuck in a blender. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. Oh, I like it. I think that's it. All right. <laughs> that's our sign up for this week, everybody. It'll be different next week. Oh, Take reminding care. to, uh, yeah, 14 and up, uh, parent uh, discretion advised. Thanks for tuning in. If you love this episode, drop us a review. If you have qualms or comments, leave us a voicemail on our website. While you're there, check out our latest news, merch, and deals from our sponsors. Till next time, Ken.